Welcome to Obsessed with Design, a show about what makes designers tick. I'm your host, Josh Miles. I'm a brand strategist at Miles Herndon, a branding agency in beautiful downtown Indianapolis. Today on Obsessed with Design, I catch up with my friend Joe Kalinowski, otherwise known as JK, creative director of Content Marketing Institute and Content Marketing World. If you've never heard of either of those, look them up. I guarantee you will be surprised at all the things Content Marketing Institute is up to. So we talk a little bit about Joe's background, how he made it into design, how he got involved with the Content Marketing Institute, how we met his favorite action figures at the moment, and all about what he's up to today. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with JK. Okay, guys, I am excited to have this conversation today with a guy that I met on the back of Lolly the Trolley <laughs> in <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. Would you believe that uh, sitting in the back of a of a of a bus, a trolley, I guess, that yeah. I could identify this guy as a designer so quickly, and I was fast to introduce myself. And lo and behold, it was Joe Kalinowski, creative director at the Content Marketing Institute. So, Joe. Welcome to Obsessed with Design. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. That was a, a heck of a ride, wasn't it? Open air bus <laughs> through downtown Cleveland. <laughs> it was. So we were... Yeah, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, no less, right? Yeah, no kidding. So we were there. Um, you were there for obvious reasons. So you were you know, basically working, but I yep. was there for the very first uh, content marketing world. So Yes, sir. And you are still in Cleveland today, correct? I am, correct. And getting ready for Content Marketing World uh, 2017, which is, I believe, what, our seventh one? Oof. Yeah, that's crazy. Jeez. Man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been a a wild ride. It's been um, every year it seems to get a little bit crazier and crazier, even though, you know, you think you have all the all everything figured out and um, like all the work, the workload kind of kicks in and then you're like, oh, man, I forgot to do this, forgot to do that. But it all it's all worth it, you know, comes up early September when I get to see all my friends and, uh, you know, see uh, all my all my contemporaries and, you know, talk marketing and design with everybody from 70 plus countries. It's fantastic. And the fact that you've been there from the beginning is is pretty incredible, which I I definitely want to dig into more about content marketing and suit, but sure. For those of you familiar with how I do this, I, I really want to dig in to begin with your origin story. How did you find yourself as the creative director at content marketing Institute <laughs> in the first place? Like what was your path to get here? All right. Well, I, you know, uh, long story short, I, I graduated college with a, a, um, uh, bachelor of fine arts in design way back when. And, um, you know, kind of cut my teeth in some of the early, you know, like all early artists do is, uh, you know, production stuff and, um, you know, working for a couple print shops here and there. And I just happened to come across a buddy of mine at one of our college. I went to Edinburgh University of Pennsylvania and I had a buddy I bumped into that had just moved to Cleveland and took a job in the uh, the business to business public business to business publishing industry here, um, which is a that's that is why content marketing is pretty hot here in Cleveland. It used to be, you know, custom publishing and stuff like that, because Cleveland is a uh, pretty big hub for B2B publishing. So he convinced me to throw a couple resumes over here uh, to a couple of the larger publishing companies, in which I did. And uh, I was newly married, so it didn't we didn't really have my wife, Kristen, and I really didn't have ties and uh, we were living in Erie, Pennsylvania at the time. Didn't really have too many ties there. So I, I happened across a job with Advanced Star uh, Communications, working on a couple B2B publications and just kind of stayed there for a few years. And it went through a couple iterations, you know, uh, and finally with Questex, it turned into Questex Media. And <laughs> how it happened was, uh, you know, having a couple kids and, my wife joined a local PTA and it just happened. Pam and Joe uh, Polizzi were members. And I just happened to cross Joe Polizzi, who just had launched the Junta 42, which was the earliest iteration of what is now known as the Content Marketing Institute. And we were at a bowling event together. <laughs> and 
we started chit chatting, you know, and, and he goes, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm a designer for uh, some a public couple publications here in Cleveland. And uh, I said, what do you do? And he goes, well, I used to be an editor, but now I launched my own thing. And here, as it turned out, we kind of knew the same people just had never come across each other in all these years. Hmm. And, uh, you know, how, how that stuff goes. He's like, well, you looking for some freelance work? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I might have one or two things for you to do. Yeah, exactly. And a uh, couple freelance projects turned into more freelance projects, turned into more freelance projects. And then it just. He asked me to don don the orange coat and hop over and become a member once he officially uh, fired up CMI in uh, 2010. So I guess uh, that's that's the easiest way to tell it. There's been, you know, so many different little paths that I that I walked, you know, from those early days till now. But, man, it's been uh, it's been a heck of a ride and a lot of fun. Well, I'm sure we'll come back and kind of stitch in some of the pieces here, but tell us sure. about what Content Marketing Institute is shaped like today and, you know, what, what the team is like and kind of what, what that looks like currently. Oh, it's, you know, it's, it's really interesting because although we have, um, you know, a few different teams in place, you know, from a marketing, editorial, sales, and management uh, standpoint, we're all kind of intertwined. Although we have, you know, we started off with about, I was, I believe the second employee, uh, after our editorial director, Michelle. And then we grew into about, I think the last count was 30 some people working mm, and, wow. you know, across, you know, CMI and some of our other event staff, uh, for content marketing world and intelligent content conference, which is another small, uh, smaller, um, event that we hold. But what's great about it is across all those teams, you know, I get to work with so many like great people and, uh, who kind of really feed into the creative process, you know, it's, which I'm very fortunate, you know, from my, I call her my creative partner in crime, uh, Kathy McPhillips, who's mm -hmm. CMI's, uh, marketing director, obviously, you know, she helps me and I help her when it comes to creating some of the, the themes and everything for content marketing world, uh, working alongside Joe Polizzi and, um, you know, our new general manager, Stephanie Stahl. And, you know, it's just it's just an interesting how everything kind of hops back and forth between the teams, like how the event staff, you know, uh, let me let me let me frame it up like um you know, we come up with a theme for content marketing world, which this year, you know, in the past we've done rock and roll or kind of music and uh, that kind of stuff. But this year is a world of stories. And, mm. you know, we come up with the idea, Kathy, Joe and I come up with the idea with Stephanie. And then we'll kind of go to our events team and talk to them, get their buy in, get their feedback, go to the sales team to see what they think, get their buy in, get their feedback, editorial team, how they can, you know, work. Uh, some of the blogs and everything around it. So it is, although we have many different teams, everybody works for the same goal and it makes it really fun. So maybe we should touch this base just in case, but um, for those maybe unfamiliar with Content Marketing Institute or the amazing event that is a sea of orange at Content Marketing World, <laughs> um, maybe yeah. tell the audience a little bit about, you know, we already dropped that this is the seventh year for it, but talk a little bit about the event itself and who attends and, and what what goes down this week? Sure. Well, from the, the early stages, you know, when when uh, Joe Polizzi come up with the idea for Content Marketing World uh, back in 2010 for, for 2011, we expected 220 marketers to show up, you know, because, you know, uh, content marketing was still kind of in its early stages of of adoption across a lot of the uh, marketing industry, although people have been using it for years, there was never really a true name penned to it. Mm -hmm. So once the idea of content marketing started to grab hold in the sense of, you know, having a, a term to describe it and how marketers understand and, and, you know, applied it, Joe thought that, you know, it was a perfect time to launch an event. And uh, we, you know, we're expecting about 200 people, around 200 people back in two, 2011. And uh, I believe that year we reached about 660 
mm-hmm. you know, almost three times the amount of marketers that we were expecting. And these were marketers from all over the world up to through the years, you know, we're projecting about 4,000 marketers to show up from 70 plus countries this year. And, uh, basically how the week breaks down is it's September 5th through 8th. So people come in early for, uh, we kick off the event with workshops. You know, if you want to kind of sit with some industry experts in all day workshops and kind of learn specific, uh, marketing techniques and, you know, how to apply content marketing into your business or, uh, you know, how to take it back and, you know, kind of, apply it to your, to, to your marketing team. You know, we have these, these workshops that start on um, Tuesday, then the main conference is Wednesday and Thursday. And that is full of, I can't even tell you how many tracks we have this year. I think that there's over 20 tracks ranging everything from, you know, B2B, B2C, social media marketing, you know, basically everything that, that content marketing would touch you, you kind of have a track for it and that's spread out from Wednesday to Thursday. And then Friday, uh, our last day is actual industry labs for people that want to stick around. And, you know, these are where we speak on specific industries, uh, healthcare and, uh, nonprofit and all that. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of learning, but then, you know, we also, as you well know, we also ha- like to have a lot of fun too. So, <laughs> you know, there's the, um, we have a mega eighties party this year in the past. We've had, uh, <laughs> in the past we've had bare naked ladies, uh, cheap trick, you know, uh, Kevin Smith, uh, doing some comedy. And, uh, so there's always, you know, always something going on always. And the, the way we've kind of penned it, there's always kind of fun in learning, you know, the, mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing for us is if you're not having fun, if you're you're not going to learn anything, you know, you're we don't want to sit and we learn, you know, we're at the Content Marketing Institute, Content Marketing World. What's really interesting to us is we're always learning more and more each year about what marketers want and then what attendees want too. you know, so we're very apt to the feedback that we get and we adjust the uh, we adjust the tracks, we adjust the the show flow according to the feedback we get year on year. So each year we try to make it a little bit better for, for the attendees. Well, I would just add to that. And, you know, I think you've done a nice conservative job of painting the picture for this, but in my experience, I've been to almost uh, every one of these content marketing world events and it is on par with the best marketing events you've ever been to. The speakers are phenomenal. The, you know, professional and the volunteer speakers are amazing all of the after hours events are top notch. The The swag is entirely orange. The food is entirely orange. The room is entirely yes. orange. Yes. And Joe Polizzi uh, is entirely orange. So yes. <laughs> I, I think if, if you've never been to one, I tell um, clients both in, in B2B and B2C and graphic design, like if you're looking for something different and an inspirational event, it is it is definitely all of those things. Yes. Thank you. I mean, it, it really means a lot to, to, to have you say that because I know, um, you know, you've been to so many of them and, and you've spoken and you've been, you've kind of taken it in, taken it in as an attendee as well. And, um, you know, I love to hear the feedback on, you know, it's, it's just, uh, that, that's our biggest thing is we want to hear kind of the words that you guys have to say. And, uh, to hear, to have you say that really does mean a lot to me because, you know, it's, it's, we put so much heart and soul into this thing year on year that, uh, you know, it, it obviously we're doing something right, but you know, there's always, like I said, we're always, you know, wanting to hear the feedback. So, um, to have you say that was very, very much appreciated. So, well, and very heartfelt, but before we get into a total love fest, let's um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about what creative director at the Content Marketing Institute means and and what that role entails. And sure. um, because as it turns out, basically everything is content, whether it's video or audio or written word or podcast or it's um, social media. And how many of those things do you touch as creative director, or how much of your job is focused on 
on more of the annual events. So that that was a lot of questions, but I'll just let you talk a little bit about what what your role looks like. Well, you know, my we're we're really at at CMI and content marketing world, we're we're truly event focused. You know, everything's kind of a um, tool or a, a means to get to the event. You know, like one of the you know one one facet of of, of what I do is obviously create and promote content marketing world. Uh, you know, from theme to you know, I have a I have a a staff of some designers that I work with because there's just so much to do. But uh, you know, from theme to the signage on the wall, I mean, everything is meticulously looked at, designed, thought about, you know, over and over again. So that's one portion of the job. But then there's also uh, we publish Chief Content Officer magazine, which is, I believe, it's four times a year. And it is a magazine that's, you know, specifically all about uh, content marketing practices, stories. And that's one of the other the I'm very fortunate to have a wonderful designer, Crystal, uh, who works alongside with me to uh, do the layouts for that. But, you know, it's always fun from the early days when it first came out. That was one of my gigs was to design the actual magazine and put that out. And then there's always the website. You know, that's kind of the base of basis of it all is content marketing institute dot com, which is where our daily blog goes up, where uh, people can learn. Marketers go to learn and read blogs from in- industry experts across the board regarding, you know, content strategy, visual content stories, basically everything that you want to talk about content marketing and every every piece of, of content marketing uh, that builds a strategy can be found on content marketing Institute. And my goal or my job there is to help with, uh, our digital team to kind of do the UX design, the user experience stuff. And then each blog gets an, its own custom image, which is always kind of fun, you know, to come up, it gets a little cumbersome sometimes considering that, you know, we publish seven days a week, but that's always kind of fun to do some custom Mm -hmm. illustration work. And then finally, you know, I work with our our community building team, which is Kathy, which I mentioned before, and Monina, who's our our community manager, to work with uh, social imagery and you know come up with some really cool ideas for how we share things with our community. So it I know it's kind of a long rambling answer, but there's just so much that I you know that we kind of do, and I'm kind of involved across the board from an ideation process to actually you know, kind of hashing it out and working on it. So I'm curious as you guys have grown, uh, over the years and you know, the, the content marketing world just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. What do you feel like has changed the most from that first year to the seventh year? Wow. Uh, you know, what's crazy to me is it has changed tremendously in the sense of size and kind of topics that we cover. But can I start by saying what stays the same to me is the sense of community that we have, Mm -hmm. you know, um, excuse me, from that 220 people that showed up to the first one to the 4,000 that are, uh, you know, going to show up this year. There's that sense of community that, that, that we've created, which I'm happy to be part of and that you're part of. And, you know, so many of our friends are part of, uh, that it seems like more it's it's almost seems like a family reunion more than a marketing event to a lot of us each year. So that has stayed the same. But from a change standpoint, it amazes me uh, the size and the the number of topics that we seem to be covering year on year seems to change because as the industry change, we change. You know, it's it's an evolving process. So I just can't believe from you know, the 10 topics that we may have talked about at Content Marketing World 2011 to the hundreds of topics we're going to talk about in 2017. I mean, you you see how, how the marketing world's changing. You know, it's just kind of mind boggling to me sometimes to sit back and be like, oh, I, and and to kind of take it all in is 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 crazy, you know? 
to sit back and, um, you know, cause I help we, one thing that we do each year is, uh, and you've been part of this, you know, the, um, each year we, we kind of pride ourselves in helping, uh, the marketers and the, and the speakers who are, uh, going to be sharing some of their, their know-how at the show. Um, if they're speaking, we kind of help them, you know, provide them with some really cool things to promote their speaking engagement. So we, we theme the, you know, like, uh, each year we theme the event and then I, I provide like some cool posters and some, you know, speaker material for them to use via their social channels. And, uh, every year I look at the different amount of speakers that we have and see the different titles and the different names. And it just, Mm -hmm. it's crazy to me. You know, it really is just how many people are, you, you know, that are just industry experts on subjects that have just were, weren't around seven years ago, you know, when we first started this. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and that, it's, 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 that's the one thing that I think has changed dramatically from content marketing run uh, year one to where we're at now. Well, I think too, you, you kind of quickly touched on this, but it's been amazing to me, not only the the sense of community, but the international community. And it's, you know, there were guys that I met that first year that I am still in touch with. And when I go back, those are the guys that I look out for that sure. were from, from Ireland and England and Australia. And I mean, it's crazy how international Brazil, I mean, these guys are literally all over the place and that everybody comes to Cleveland, Ohio for this event <laughs> is just you know, it first boggled my mind and, and now I, like, I totally get it like this. Yeah. This is, it's the epicenter of, of content marketing. It's the, it's the one place that these conversations are happening and it's happening. It's business to consumer. It's business to business. It's, right. it's design. It's touching on all these different channels. I think that's, that's the amazing maybe the the secret sauce of content marketing world is that that community and all those pieces kind of meld in Cleveland. Sure. And, and, you know, if, if you were, if you were to ask us what, you know, the number one asset of the content marketing Institute is, and that would be our community because we are nothing without our community. And that's what, you know, makes us so happy. And what's so special to us is to see the relationships forged, not just the relationships that we have, as the the institute with uh, our attendees and our speakers, and but to see the in, the the relationships forged between um, our attendees, you know, just like you spoke of, you know, you've made friends all around the world, like people that you can call true friends, and you just happen to bump into them at Content Marketing World and start chit chatting with them, and then next thing you know, you now have a friend that lives in West Canberra, uh, Australia, <laughs> right. you know, someone that you would not have a problem, you know, just say, Hey, yeah, you can come crash in my house. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and I'm, you know, just like, you know, how we met on the back of a open air bus on the way to the rock and roll hall of fame that night, you know, we, and we've been friends for all these years now and we live what two States away from each other. Yeah. And I have, you know, I'm very fortunate to have these kind of relationships just as you spoke of with, you know, friends all over this world that, uh, you know, you, they reach out not even like before the event, you know, it's like you're, you know, throughout the year, you'll get an email. Hey, how's it going? How are things? You know, how's the family? So it really means a lot. And then to see all those people come from 70 plus countries wearing orange means so much more. <laughs> That's always fun. <laughs> so, I mean, we've talked about all these awesome things, but, you know, even if it's just getting stuck, you know, all of us as creatives, as designers, we hit hit rough spots or a project that kind of goes sideways. Sure. Talk us through kind of either an example of one of those recently or, or ways that you kind of get yourself out of that mode. You know, there's times, uh, as any designer can attest that you hit that, like you just spoke of that mental block where you're just like, I just can't work this problem out. You know, you come up with, you're trying to work an idea. You know, I've run into some of these issues um, when it came when I was doing some design work for Chief Content Officer magazine, where we would just get a feature which was, you know, very technical t- 
to the industry and you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I can't work. You know, the, the this 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 article makes a ton of sense to the person that's going to read it. And but from a visual standpoint, how the heck do I represent this? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing here, people. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You know, um, uh, those were some of the earlier issues that I had, but I was very fortunate in how I worked that out was I was very fortunate to have, you know, some, not only I, I I've, I've maintained, I, I have to say that I'm very fortunate. I've maintained a relationship with, um, a person that I call my mentor, Lisa Lehman, who was my first art director when I moved to Cleveland, almost, uh, going on 20 years now. And she's kind of like my sounding board <laughs> and she's a, on top of it, she's a fantastic designer and she's, um, she's very, uh, intuitive. Uh, she's, you know, she still works in the publishing industry. And so I would use her a lot as my sounding board just to pitch ideas and, you know, kind of pick her brain. So i you know, I, I relied on my peers a lot, but then also, you know, I'm very fortunate as well to have uh, fantastic editors. Claire, the editor, Claire McDermott, who's our editor of Chief Content Officer magazine, um, always has a it's a, it, a, it's always good to have an editor with a bit of a vision, you know, because when you have nothing, they might have something, you know, and even mm-hmm. if it's a collaborative effort working with editorial to kind of come up with something that would work for such a technical article. And that's how I worked through a lot of those problems. Some of the other times, you know, when I'm dealing with, uh, you know, event specific things, it's, you know, um, we always come up with a really cool theme, uh, each year, you know, we've, we've done rock and roll, we've done, uh, different ways, you know, like tell your story, like how to, marketers tell their story throughout the ages or people tell their story. Um, last year we did, uh, content strikes back, which was a sci-fi theme. So (laughs) yeah, so (laughs) you can, I bet you didn't tell I could, I had a lot of fun with that, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm, you know, some of the, some of the issues that we do have, or, you know, some of these tracks that we, we promote are very specific and, I really rely on, you know, some of the, what the speaker's going to talk about. And, um, I, this is, this is that spot where I, I call Kathy, my, my marketing director, my creative partner in crime, because she has really good vision when it comes to, uh, you know, how to explain some of these tracks to folks. And, and she works with me specifically to, you know, when I'm having issues, you know, I, once again, she's another one of my sounding boards. So I guess, long, long answer short, uh, I surround myself with a lot of people that listen to me gripe. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the short version. Yeah. Short version. (laughs) So what about maybe your favorite things to work on right now? What, what like gets you out of bed and just jump into it? Uh, you know, this time of year, especially now, um, it gets really fun because we're getting so hyper focused on 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 the event. Um, I think more than anything is once we that that really gets me charged up each year on year is when we you know come up with a theme and then I start branding the whole event space around that theme. You know, you, we were talking about change earlier, and um, you know, we went from an event space that held 600 people to an event space now that holds 4,000. So we went from using one room in the uh, convention center in downtown Cleveland to basically using the whole convention center. So from that standpoint, it's how do I take this is what gets me kind of worked up and, and the fun kicks in is how do I take that large event space and make it seem like kind of the content marketing mecca mm-hmm. the the place where you should be and and you feel like you're in you know you're in content marketing world you're not in just some event space with some rooms where you're gonna have lectures and stuff everything you know you know where you're going uh from signage to you know everything orange that's what gets me going i have a lot of fun kind of you know branding the whole very large event space to something that we could call home for a week do you feel like there are any um, 
misperceptions of of what content marketing is or what it does? Yes. It, it's it's funny because it seems like, you know, and and every time, you know, you read a marketing blog or or some or a magazine, there's always one contrarian article about how content marketing isn't working or it's a made up word or, you know, mm-hmm. but what I find interesting is some of the, 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 the sites that they source are people that are successfully using content marketing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so and using so, content marketing to tell you that it's dead. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. And that's what makes me giggle every now and again, um, because we know from from the standpoint of, uh, you know, just examples throughout the centuries, a couple centuries that it works. Uh, it just has had different names for so long. And I think that's one of the, the biggest misconceptions that people have or marketers have that um, that haven't adopted it yet. Maybe they're doing it. They just don't know that they're doing it. Um, one of, you know, like the biggest example that I've always loved, you know, we've always talked about, uh, one of the cool projects that I did early with, with, with Joe was we created a, a kind of this infographic about the history of content marketing. And I try to, you know, the, the, the best way I can explain it is how do I, how would I explain content marketing to my dad? Who's a farmer back in Pennsylvania, 70 plus year old farmer, mm-hmm. And he, you know, when I first told him that I was working for the Content Marketing Institute, he's like, what? <laughs> you know, he had no clue. <laughs> Son, that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's not a thing. <laughs> but when I explained to him one of the earliest examples of content marketing and one of my favorites is uh, John Deere, the Furrow mm, magazine. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then it it immediately sparked with him. You know, he's like, oh, so that's what content. I'm like, yeah, you know, and when a magazine was created by content specifically generated by people using John Deere products and put together and shared with other people. And it just kind of became a, a magazine and then kind of grew into an industry. I said, it was, it's something else. And I, I said, dad, that's content marketing, you know? So if I can, if, if my, if my 70 year old dad can get it, I think it's uh it's a pretty cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, maybe tell me about one of your proudest professional moments as a designer. As a designer? Oh, wow. To have, you know, I, I've been very fortunate um, to work along, like I said, you know, with with my life really did change when I became a uh, the, the creative director for CMI. And, um, I have to say one of my proudest moments is to, uh, you know, design a whole bunch of, uh, you know, like doing the branding for content marketing world. But whenever we have a keynote, notice something that I've done, you know, like our keynote speakers and say, Hey, that was a good job. You know, I was very fortunate a few years ago, I believe it was 2013 or 14. It's they they all kind of meld together after a few years, but, um, I was fortunate enough to go backstage and our keynote that year happened to be Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. And I ended up chatting with him a little bit about Jack Lemon, uh, who was his mentor. And, um, he said, what's your name again? I'm like, uh, you know, JK Joseph Kalinowski. He's like, Oh yeah. He goes, I saw all your stuff because he personally approved everything that we did. You know, there's, Oh wow. There's so many, so many people that, that, you know, go through agents and go through this and go through that. But I, you know, after I found out that, that he actually looked at a lot of the stuff that we did or that I produced and I would send to his agency and he would have to personally approve it. And that was really cool to have him say, Hey, that was really good stuff. You know, and I'm, you know, in the sense of yeah, really good stuff, meaning, yeah, go ahead and run with it. No changes. You know? <laughs> Says <laughs> so, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. But then also uh, the geek in me, and I, I use that term proudly, getting to meet uh, William Shatner, and um, who was a keynote, and Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself, was kind of a pinnacle moment for my design career. And I, I guess you could, I guess you could call it a, a, a proudest moment in my design career, but 
career in general to have <laughs> to 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 meet uh, my child couple of my childhood heroes was just you know i was on cloud nine still am <laughs> yeah that's pretty awesome star wars star trek and uh, oh <laughs> kevin spacey what are you gonna what else are you gonna do uh and then talk beer and bacon with nick offerman was pr- pretty cool t- <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah so what else would you talk with them about actually you know what i ended up doing uh little side story I read, uh, you know, I've read his books and and Nick Offerman and he uh, he was our keynote in, I believe, 2015. And uh, he always one of his tenets of life is to always have a good pocket knife, you know, have mm-hmm. a pocket knife and a handkerchief in your back pocket. So uh, my wife is from a small town in uh, right on the PA uh Pennsylvania, New York border, a little town called Bradford, Pennsylvania. And in Bradford, Pennsylvania, it's home of the Zippo lighter and also home of Queen Steel, which makes these kind of internationally known pocket knives. So I on the trip that I went back to visit my in-laws, I picked up a a pocket knife for Nick Offerman and gave it to him when I got to meet him. Oh, nice. Hopefully, I, I like to think that maybe he's carrying the pocket knife, the queen steel pocket knife that I gave him. But I'm sure it's it's probably shoved in a drawer somewhere. But one can dream, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully it didn't get taken by airport security. That's true. <laughs> Who are some of your design heroes? Oh, wow. You know, I have to admit that I, one of my true design heroes, um, obviously, there, there's the 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 old the old school designer old school in the means of like um artistry is alphonse muka who is one of my absolute go-to to the point where uh i have alphonse muka tattoos all over my arms and my my legs nice but one of the one of my true heroes that i really look up to and you and i both had the you know are very fortunate to have talked to him in the past is uh Aaron James Draplin. Mm-hmm. Um, I really look up to his design style, his kind of, you know, um his how he started and um you know what uh his his kind of business ethics and his design ethics and how he looks at the world. You know, uh, having read his book and it was actually kind of cool I listened to him I I on your podcast, which was a great interview, by the way. And, um, Thank you. yeah. And I was very fortunate to one of the uh, members of a, the design community here in Cleveland actually brought, uh, Aaron Draplin in for a uh, lecture, kind of like a, a bookstore or a book tour stop here in Cleveland. And it literally was three blocks from my house, from where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's this kind of like hipster uh, bowling alley, you know, uh, you know, self-scoring bowling alley. You go in and grab a bottle of Miller High Life and sit down and listen to Aaron James Draplin talk about design. It was awesome. Nice. And and what's so sweet about the man is he sits and he talks to everyone till everyone's. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody signed books, you know, and I was very fortunate to talk some design and uh, I may, I may or may not have even mentioned your podcast interview with him. So I said, Hey, yeah, you were, you were <laughs> on a podcast with, with my buddy, uh, Josh. He's like, Oh yeah. So it was actually kind of cool to have that connection. And then, you know, that spurs on some conversations. So, uh, I really do look up to him and, um, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I like his, his idea of, you know, like the whole field, you know, like, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, uh, the field notes brand that he created the little booklets to, to carry around. Yeah, they have like a product thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I grew up, my dad carried one of those all the time, you know, but back then they were like little crop yield books, you know, that farmers would have in their pocket and they were, they were little advertisements and yeah. do, or, you know, he'd write notes or, you know, uh, you would get them from the local feed store and then to have Aaron create something for designers and that, that are basically the same idea just blew my mind. You know, now I have a desk full of them. I keep one in my pocket all the time. You know, there's like grocery notes, you know, little drawings and 
uh, notes from biz, you know, business notes, everything. So that's what I love about him is, is that whole kind of Midwest ethic that he has that was just fantastic and how he drew it into his business and his design. So I think there's a lot of different ways that you could go with this, Joe, but, um, we always ask our guests what they're most obsessed with. So this could be <laughs> life or design or job or, you know, hobbies or whatever, but I'm curious to hear what you think you're most obsessed with right now. Right now. Well, <clears throat> I, you know, I could go, like you said, I could go design, I could go life, but I'm going to be completely honest and go the nerd route with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right now, I am 100% addicted to the chase of action figures, Star mm. Wars action figures specifically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, like, are we it, talking old school ones? Or are we talking like the entire catalog or the newest thing or what? What's, no, uh, I, I'll give you I'll give you one one of my latest obsessions. Hasbro Kenner. Uh who, you know, created the whole original line of the Star Wars action figures, Kenner Industries mm -hmm. back in the 70s. Um, I can remember, you know, being a 40 plus year old man getting the Star Wars set of action figures when I was five years old and I loved them and had them all my life, you know, kept a box of them. But then to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the original Star Wars A New Hope movie, Kenner released these kind of six inch action figures, but mm -hmm. they they're released on the packaging from the 1977 action figures. So they look like vintage figure or like vintage packaging with the brand new action figures on them. And they're really hard to get. And I <laughs> hope my wife doesn't listen to this, but there's a possibility <laughs> that I might have visited 20 plus stores looking for these. <laughs> <laughs> And nice. there's a possibility that I might have convinced my buddy Joe Polizzi to get in on this with me. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, you know, we have uh, we have traveled to multiple Targets, GameStops, uh, Walmart's, <laughs> Toys R Us, uh, because that's that's what I'm obsessed with. Josh is is the chase of these things. I guess it's 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 fun finding them, but to actually find them in a store because so many people could just go online and buy them. Yeah, but I, I don't know, man. I just love that. It's, it, it reminds me of my younger days of, you know, buying toys and going in and looking for that specific thing. And when you find it, you're like, oh, my God, there it is. And you buy it. And then uh, so I guess it's me reclaiming some of my youth again. So that's what I'm obsessed with currently. So the, the irony is um, I've got almost this same problem that I've just. <laughs> Managed to put on pause maybe for the last year or two, chiefly because my son is five and my daughter is 10. And every time we go in a store, they're like, can we get just like one thing? And then if I say no, then it's really weird if daddy buys an action figure. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so there have been wow. lots of no's that I'm like, oh man, I really want that <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy character. <laughs> that is fantastic. That's tough, isn't it? I it's mean, really it's, tough. it's, it, you know, Josh, I have to admit I'm sitting here in my office and I, I believe I have more toys in my office than my kids have in their rooms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, of course, minor collectibles. That's exactly. These, that these are investments. Son. <laughs> <laughs> investments. That's what I tell my wife investments. But, uh, the best thing is, is I I've, I've mastered the art of like, you know, blending the new stuff in with the old stuff. So she, hopefully oh, she doesn't go. notice when she's in the office. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, it's, it's, it, I, I have to admit, I mean, it is a lot of fun and it is, uh, you know, I, I actually, to the point now I have a 14 year old daughter who is, uh, into pretty much the same stuff. I am, you know, comic books, yeah. you know, superheroes, um, collectibles. So she's kind of getting in on it with me. So it's kind of a bonding moment as well. So I, that, that's the way I look at it. That's how I sell it to myself anyway. <laughs> well, we, we may be losing some of my listeners here, but which of the uh, upcoming superhero movies are you most psyched about? Oh man, there's so many coming out. Uh, I am 
actually they just released some imagery from Deadpool 2, mm-hmm. which looks fantastic. Um, I, I mean, I was completely blown away with the Deadpool movie. But then, you know, how could you not get excited after seeing the trailer or the the uh, the smuggled trailer of uh, Infinity War? Yeah, I mean, you're putting Guardians of the Galaxies, the Galaxy and the Avengers together in a movie with Spider-Man. Come on. <laughs> I, I'm in overload. Man. It's like a triple blockbuster. <laughs> Now, uh, I, you know, that that new Thor movie does look pretty good, too. But, you know, I'm getting the hard sell from my daughter, who's a huge Thor fan. So mm-hmm. she's, you know, she's pushing the Thor thing pretty hard. But uh, I feel like especially the trailer that was cut to Led Zeppelin that just. Oh, how cool was that? That had me fired up. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right. So we'll shift gears a little bit um, sure. before we let you go here. But what would you say is your best piece of advice to other creatives or young designers who are kind of just getting started? What's either your favorite piece of advice that you've received or your favorite one to pass along? There's, there's a couple things that I've learned over the years. And I think one of them is specifically is, uh, always accept criticism, specifically constructive criticism. Don't take it as a personal affront because our business, you know, although we call it a business, being a designer is is something that's very personal, you know, and it can you can easily get offended by somebody not liking something that you've put a lot of work into because that's you personally come up with that idea or that design. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to get miffed or very easy to take offense to something that somebody doesn't mean to offend you. So I, I mean, I guess like I, like I'd stated earlier, I'm, I'm fortunate to, to have a daughter that's, you know, kind of following my path. I can, I guess, uh, in a sense, and she's getting to the age now where, you know, she'll come up and ask me, she was, she just did a painting and she was asking me some, some questions of, 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 you know, uh, like how to place some things or, you know, color mixtures and stuff. And, you know, I'm sitting there talking to her and my wife's listening to me talk and she's like horrified that I'm telling my daughter some of these things, you know, and I'm like thinking that I'm like insulting her, <laughs> you know, she's like, oh my God, you should, you should really be more support. I'm like, I am being supportive. And the great thing is, is my, my Jane, my daughter gets what I was saying, you know, yeah. um, because she understands that, you know, that, that she's got a, she's, she comes from a very good, you know, she, she has a very good art background at her high school that she's attending and a fantastic teacher. That's also kind of follows the same rules as learn to take criticism well. And that is my number one thing that I learned over the years. Secondly, never, ever, ever abandon the idea of pen and paper. Mm-hmm. That's a good. One. You know, we we've always, you know, with the, you know, basically design is becoming so easily automated anymore. You know, you see programs like Canva and mm-hmm. other other uh, programs out there that make it so easy for marketers to just whip up their own thing. But I think that sometimes design or marketers don't understand that there's a lot to is what we do. You know, it's not just, there's a lot of thought that we put into things and half the time, the stuff that I create, I sit down with a field notes book or a scratch pad and, you know, jot down notes and sketch things out. And, um, that's the, that's one of the things that, that I think designers, young designers need to kind of hold to is don't always rely on a program to do something for you you know, kind of go back, go old school because, you know, what happens when the electricity goes out and you need to, you need to come right. up with an idea, <laughs> you know, that's so simply, simply put, you know, that's very old man of me to say, but seriously, um, you know, I think that's, uh, relying on your own creativity instead of something else doing it for you is huge. And, and, and there's nothing more pure than just putting a pencil to a piece of paper. Excellent. Well, I think that's uh, maybe a good place for us to end it. I think maybe we should look at doing a 
doing a part two on this where you and I just nerd out about toys, but <laughs> I would love it. Actually, you know, I think, uh, I think we should do a video on where you, I, I get to take you to one of my favorite vintage toy shops here in oh, Cleveland. That would be worth driving to Cleveland for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we could have some fun and, and I could, I could get you ingrained in some of my, uh, my, my other nerdy friends. So <laughs> love it. We could, have, we could have a good time. Good deal. Well, hey, before we let you go, tell us a little bit about where people can find you on the interwebs and and catch up with Content Marketing Institute and Content Marketing World. Well, you can always find me at uh, at JK Kalinowski on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can also find me on the contentmarketinginstitute.com or contentmarketingworld.com. If you want to come check us out, we're September 5 through 8 in Cleveland, Ohio content marketing world. We'd love to have you. Uh, we just, as a matter of fact, we just announced our keynote speaker yesterday, which is Joseph Gordon Levitt. Mm, so awesome. yeah, so pretty excited about that. So we'd love to have you. And then, um, Hey, and you know, all my contact info is on there. If you want to learn more about content marketing or what I do, or just geek out, hit me up. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we will definitely include all of those links in the show notes, boys and girls. So, um, JK, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you for having me. This was great. Yeah. And thanks for being obsessed with design. Okay, kids, that is episode number 79 in the books. Do me a favor this week and tell a friend of yours about the show. Tell them why you listen to Obsessed Show. And as you think about it, let me know who you think we should interview next. Tweet to me at Josh Miles or at Obsessed Show. Also, sign up for my email newsletter to get thoughts on brand strategy delivered directly to your inbox. Visit milesherndon.com slash josh. Obsessed with Design is a product of the Design Obsessed team at Miles Herndon, a branding agency in beautiful downtown Indianapolis. As always, our show is edited by the very talented Gen Eds at the Brassy Broadcast Company. Visit BrassyBroad.com to learn more. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.